This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's me. It's motherfucking Lala Kent. Welcome back to the Give Them Lala podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have my two best friends since birth, really. It was birth. Yep. Danielle, say hello. Why do you say Danielle? Because I'm from Utah. And it's my Utah accent. And Madison. Aww. AKA the hot girl from Grown Ups. You're welcome for bending over in front of the whole world <laughs> <laughs> at the ripe old age like, of I 16. <laughs> I was 19. And you were oh, traumatized I was 19. by it. Did you I have was... your boob job yet? Yeah. Oh, wow. I had my boobs done at 17. Oh, yeah, that's right. She got them done super early. I remember she called me and said, <laughs> I look different the next time you see me. And I go, you've got a boob job. Because you, you have to have sex to get pregnant, which you weren't doing then. No. So it had to have been a boob job. She could have got her butt done. Madison? Never. I'm not a... I'm I mean, she a... was pretty flat, too, so... But she didn't tell me. You know that. I didn't tell anybody because I wasn't even planning on doing it. I just went in for a consultation. He was like, I have a cancellation on Thursday. And I was like, great. I'll get them done. I didn't even. This is how I made big life decisions back then. I did not even think twice. Wow. Did you regret that decision or were you happy with it? I love my boobs. Amazing. They're great. They're and they're perfect size. I've had them for like they're lovely. They, They look natural. Yeah. They're not they huge. They feel natural. They're perfect. Yeah. They're good. They're They've, my friends. <laughs> They've been with you for a long time. Yeah. You know what, though? I kind of feel that same way about my boob job. This, like, woman promised me I was going to be, like, a Victoria's Secret model if I got my boobs done. <laughs> Spoiler like alert, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're the first time. Around. Oh, the way The that first life time. Means. So, okay. Madison and Danielle, we go way, way back, like, from, well, not Danielle, but... We actually didn't even have a choice whether we wanted to be friends or not. We were kind of just... Thrown into life. Thrown into life as friends and family. Yeah, because our moms got to be best friends. In in, middle school. In middle school. And my mom always says that your mom was always very deep. (laughs) Because in high school, when my mom was like picking out a new shirt, your mom was hauling out furniture. She's always really (laughs) She did like mature things. things. She did very mature things. So no, we didn't have a choice, but I feel like I would pick you guys as my friends regardless. Aww. Do you feel that way? Of course. No. You do? <laughs> She's like, I do. I do, but it's beautiful because we are so similar in so many ways, but then we also have totally different likes also. So it's ba- it's a, like such a balanced friendship. I think so too. On all levels. And it feels non-judgmental, like family. Unconditional. That's the word. That's it. (laughs) Unconditional. That's it. So you guys know that Danielle, 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 (laughs) 
Danny. Gave Danny. Just Danny. Gave birth to the most perfect little boy Aww. who's here right now. He's fresh off the tit. Cooing. Um, cooing with his dad. He needs his diaper change. So. He need, but luckily, his dad knows how to do that. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... I really just Danielle's birthing experience is one that number one, obviously I can laugh about now because it's just you have to know Danielle. All right. Danielle is like, I'm natural. Don't worry. The baby's not just left crying. The baby's with its dad. She just walked out. We but just put it outside for a minute. You had this Behave. whole plan, Danielle. Oh, God, you guys. I wanted, like, natural home birth, birthing tub, like, any, all all of it. From like, the jump. Yeah. I, I worked with a midwife. I went into two OB appointments, and they traumatized me. One of them was, like, right when I walked in, the first thing she said to me was, you're high risk. And I was like, you don't even know Bitch. me. You, you don't know my health like how healthy I am. I'm a bit older, so that's why she said that. And I get that they have to say that. But I was like, I don't even know you. And that's what you're going to say to me. Like, this is a scary first. Well, you're going to, the my person first pregnancy, first, like, like their first pregnancy, you're going to plant fear right away. Right Do away. you mind saying your age for listeners? I am 36. Okay. Not at all. And you I just gave proud. birth in November. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first appointment. Yeah. They did the ultrasound? They did the first ultrasound, yes. And everything looked okay. Prob up your vagina. Yeah, they probe you. Yeah, and everything looked fine. All my everything was normal. She said, "Well, we're gonna have to have you in a lot more or more frequently than a normal, just a normal pregnancy because of your high risk." And I was like, "I'm not coming into this office every week. Like, fuck that." Then I go, "Okay, well, I don't want to see her again. She really, I didn't like her. Needs to work on her bedside. Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. manners, like." Like no. etiquette and <laughs> sweetness, even in a medical situation. But I switched OBs. I switched OBs like six, seven months into my pregnancy. Yeah, you, you gotta like find one that feels like it was maybe at like twenty. <laughs> I'm bad at months and weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? How many months are you at? Like twenty five weeks. I don't know. How, it's so weird how they do it by weeks, and you're like, why do they do that? And then when you get pregnant, you're like, because yeah, oh, I'm twenty five weeks. Bad like, at math. That's like so six it's, months. Oh, so I was right. Like I didn't. Five. I don't even know. All right. Anyway, I switched OBs as well because I didn't like my original one's bedside manner. Yeah. At my 20-week appointment, they send me over the results and I'm Googling all of these big words. And they literally, when I was Googling, it was like dwarfism for ocean. And I kept trying to get my OB on the phone and I'm like, (gasps) I'm freaking out. I just need to know that my baby's healthy. Like, obviously, no matter what, this is my baby. I just need to know how I need to take care of myself. What do I need to do for the baby? She would not call me back. That's horrible. And so I was left to to my own devices. Yeah, Yeah. to send you information and not explain it is horrible. Right. So as well, I was like, I'm moving on. And Dr. Rothbart, who delivered my baby, Brittany's baby, Stassi's Brittany, is delivering Christina Kelly's. He's great. He okay, was. back to you. Yeah. So the second appointment, you had a different OB. So, yeah. So then I got referred to another one. And I told him that I wasn't interested in doing the glucose drink. Because if you do research on the glucose drink, it's super toxic and has lots of uh, fake chemicals in it. And there's really no – or there's other ways to test your glucose level to see if you have di- digestional diabetes. Yeah, I yeah. I say that right. 
And so I told him, I was like, I'm not interested in the drink. I want to do it this way or this way or this way. And he was like, nope, sorry. If you're in my practice, you will do what I say or else you can go find a new practitioner. All so right, the- tyrant. <laughs> I know, it was very, it was rough. Like it the was arrogance harsh. sometimes that And he's like, I have, I have a high rating of healthy babies, so you must follow my protocol, because that's why I have such high ratings. And I was like, okay, well, I about- don't want to do the drink, so fuck you. Okay. So <laughs> both, both experiences, I was like, I don't like any of this. So then I went midwife and I kind of was going to go midwife. I just wanted to like go to my first appointment and hear the heartbeat, hear the heartbeat, make sure it was in there, you know, yeah. and it just rubbed me the wrong way. Both times I was just like, got really gross feelings about it. So I went to my midwife and she was glorious. Shout out pouty. Just you, did it in her home. Yeah. The appointments. I just would go in there. She, <laughs> she did it in her home. We just, we just did it in her home. What did you do in her home? Like what measured the no, belly. No. Measure, does she belly have to finger you and stuff? No. No, never. She like te- the glucose, she said, she tested, she pricked my finger, tested my blood. Then I got to go eat uh, any kind of breakfast I wanted. And then I came back and she pricked my finger and she tested my blood to see how my blood handled the sugar levels and she said you're fine you don't have anything to worry about okay everything that i did throughout my whole pregnancy was nothing high risk i had the most easiest pregnancy i never got sick all my levels were normal and i'm vegetarian so like to have normal like iron levels and stuff i mean i had to supplement with like iron but it was like the easiest pregnancy. No, you did have an easy pregnancy. At what point did you buy the bathtub and say I'm balls to the wall With the giving birth in this bathtub? Huh. Like since the, like my third appointment, I wasn't even showing yet. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Had you always like, wanted a home birth? How old were you when you were like, I'm going to do the all natural way, no drugs? Honestly, looking back, because I've always wanted a baby, but... I've always been traumatized about being in a hospital. Okay. So I think subconsciously I was like, I'm going to have to figure out how to have this baby more like out of the hospital. And then when I started doing the research after, I mean, I was doing research before I got pregnant, let's be honest. But I think, I mean, forever, I've always probably subconsciously wanted a home birth. And guess that what? is the really, most savage thing ever. You can really romanticize. Well, it's like just naturally. Like I mean, you, and there's, there's nothing about that that sounds fun safe it's totally it's actually well safer. D- it doesn't sound fun birth is sounds terrifying it's, <laughs> the it's whole actually the statistics are a lot safer my birth was awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> my birth was like i was shooting rainbows out but of my you had no fear going into your birth you didn't have any anxiety about the whole process you were totally at peace the whole time even though you knew that you were going to do it with an epidural, like you didn't have any anxiousness about it. I was nervous about getting the epidural because I'm a, I'm scared of needles. Yeah, yes. was it was a, it wasn't bad, right? <laughs> no, but when they the most basic thing they do to you, which is put a needle in your arm, yeah. like literally just when you arrive, I passed out twice, and I woke up, and there were just doctors all around me, and they're like, "Are you good?" I was like, "I just uh, went into the abyss." For, like, Are you? Done? I'll be right back. I was like, it's Did they the give needle. you the laughing gas? Oh. No, that's probably to, what they should that's have what, done. That's when I got my wisdom teeth out and they were going to put me under. They gave me that before they did the needles to kind of like get you. Yeah, but like, can they? Can you do that when you're pregnant? They gave it to her. Yeah. When she, oh, they, look at her face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did. Okay, before but hold on. I was able how, to get that. 
Okay, before so before I was able to get spoiler okay. alert. Sorry, another one. <laughs> Sorry. She obviously went to the hospital at yeah. some point. Well, okay. also, I just want to say, up to this point, I'm like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. So I don't know where. I don't think you're going to lose me. I think I'm like home birth, like the glucose drink. Bad. Yeah, bad. I'll, like the midwife. Wait, you want a home birth? Just well, I'm thinking about it now. She hasn't said anything to turn me off. There's, also, there's really beautiful home births. Yeah. Like it's not you always. Get, like you get one-on-one attention with your midwife. You ask her any questions. She spent like an hour with me each visit. And these are women you're, you're not bonded with. They've delivered hundreds of babies. So They're far, like, yeah. it's I'm it's getting convinced the, to have. Oh, 100%. This is and I why, would do it over and over and over again. Midwife all the way. All the way. No, I l- love that part. Yes. My thing is, number one, if something goes wrong, because you can't tell what's going on with the baby inside of your stomach. Like, I just think I feel more comfortable. Are you talking about, like, when you're in labor? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. when you're doing a home birth. You can't tell. Like, and if the baby needs medical attention when it comes out, like, I just feel safer in a hospital. However, let's just say everything is roses, the baby comes out fine in the end. I think the pain, I would pass out cold. That's my thing. That's the thing that, because I would be like, yeah, I want to do it naturally. But and I, I was don't, like, I, got I this. don't have a great relationship with physical pain. No. Emotional pain, <laughs> mental pain, spiritual pain. Like, I have a high tolerance for those things, right? Like, right. But physical pain for me, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Totally. Yeah, don't wanna... I was the one that you were like, you could probably do this. My, my, my sister has been gnarly since she came out of the womb. She's That's why I was like, no, I very high paid. She's tolerance. like literally crashed on motorcycles and like slid on pavements. Yeah, she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, your <laughs> leg is <laughs> like you pretty like, toe up. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Look, I don't care. Like, let me get on the skateboard. Don't you think it's like, going to score cool? <laughs> I would say Did yes. you mention that all three of you live together? So Danny and Madison are sisters, and all three of them live together, right? Just on and off through for your friends to know, because I feel yeah. like that's a yeah. Madison, yeah, we're gonna be bopping in and out of your birthing story, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so yeah, much lost. ground. I first moved out to LA, and Madison and I shared a bed, and I remember that we wanted to get our bodies on point, but we loved to sleep in, so we kept our phones out in the kitchen for the alarm to go off so that we physically had to get out of the bed to turn them off. And then we just get back in bed. No, it was the dumbest. Like, there was no drive. No motivation. No no drive, no motivation. And I think it's after I moved. Didn't you book all that stuff or was it before? Yeah, well, I was always very responsible. I just wasn't, I've never had the type of, like, hustle ambition. I always was really lucky and I just did things because I knew that it was like a process that you have to go through to get and then I was responsible. So like that was to the extent, but I didn't have this like fiery drive to win an Oscar. Yeah. You know, because totally. it mattered. The care, like I just did not give a shit. I like liked yeah. my acting classes because I got to like explore my psyche. You know, it wasn't yeah. like I cared that much about character work. And, right. Like you didn't care enough to sit down, break down a character, really feel what they Not were feeling really. emotionally. The more I got involved with acting, the less I cared about all that. But then there's the speaking. Like you and I have always loved speaking and kind of performing. So like naturally, like with what we're doing now, that was always fun. Oh yeah, that's why I started doing reality yeah. TV. I was like, hold 
up. This is I get to me. entertain, but just be me. I don't have to remember any lines. No, you're going to shove a camera in my face, which is what I've always wanted. And I don't have, like, I just get to be myself. See, for her, Girl, she's, she's like, you get to shove a camera in my face. And for me, I'm like, oh, my God, get the camera away from me. Which is so weird because I remember even back in the day, you got a call from like your manager or something to audition for the OC. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I called my fraudulent manager and was like, Get I need honest. to audition. And with not even you actually had a coach. I got like a, call a back. normal Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm well, it's like you she act did. like I booked it. It's not like I got Madison, the job. You put, I still had braces you on. Put, you put work into it. And at this time, we were taking an acting class together in Utah. And you missed to go on your callback. And me, I went to the audition. Didn't practice at all. Sat in a hotel room. I practiced by myself. But like coaching OC was the biggest show on television at this point in time. Yeah. Not one minute of coaching. Me and my bronzed fucking cowboy boots that I got on Rodeo Drive walked into that audition, never got a callback. She got a callback for everything. And I would rarely, I like would procrastinate on working on anything. I'd just like throw myself in front of You're such a bitch. (laughs) But it's not like it worked out well. Like I. It did work out well. well. You just didn't want. Grownups really freaked me out. The pressure, I buckled. That's where it's like I hit that wall. When you did grownups? That shifted a lot for me. Was there someone, Madison, someone we might know who you constantly, because if I understand correctly, actors get callbacks and there's only a few of you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people, those actors start to see the same people in those callbacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. I used to audition with Jennifer Lawrence. I went to a movie with her. Back just as like just a friend's as friends date. because we oh. kept she had just moved here I had just moved here and we would we like would joke and kind of get along in the waiting rooms mm-hmm. and then we were like we should hi- hang out and we should go out and hang out and so we went to the Grove to see a movie and she showed up late and with her boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> I was like well this doesn't feel fun at all for me I don't I don't know what this I don't know if you just needed time with your boy like I don't know what that was but. We like saw the movie and then are just like, well, good to see you and left and then just never saw her again. Except and then, then like television. watched her career shoot up like Oscar winning actress. Meanwhile, I'm like a bottle girl and like serving in freaking restaurants. And then in later York. in life, she went on Watch What Happens Live and called me the C word. <laughs> did she apologize? I forgot. She did because yeah. I went on to Twitter in a drunken stupor and was like, you fucking catch me outside, bitch. And like. I'm about to go toes. I've never been in a fight in my life. And what makes me think that her security guard would even let me within five feet of her to drag her? She did it. She sent an apology email. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it you are going to love them just as much as i do both require zero glue so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes there's also no annoying dry time and the best part zero mess one step and you're done the lash style options are endless and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from impress no glue manis and press on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes The press-on falsies have a unique under-lash application for a totally seamless look 
and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press-On Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. Here's what I love about doing a podcast. It doesn't really require any glam, like at all. I can podcast in comfort and for me, that means wearing my new favorite, super soft Quince Cashmere Tee. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless, comfortable pieces that keep me looking so chic summer after summer. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at $30. You can find silk tops, 14-karat jewelry, and so much more. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all of those savings on to us. And don't get me started on their towels. I have the Quince waffle towels at the Palm Springs house. I have them in white and they are so soft. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. See, I have so many questions about you guys when you were younger, but I first, can we... I'm sorry. Story. Story. It's just her birthing story. Her birthing story. Dude, it's it's so just, good. Now I laugh this, my you know, ass off about I'm it. I'm used to this. I'm so... Because up to the point, I just want to hear the story because I want to know if there's a way to combine them. Combine your experience and yours. Like yes. a midwife, but also be at the hospital in case you something can. goes yes. wrong. Yes. Well, like, in certain states. Like, no... No, you could do, but it's easier. In California, it's a little harder. They said the laws with that type of thing in the hospitals work well. But here's the in, thing is like no hospital is going to turn you down if you need to get to the hospital. But by the way, I think it's less about the hospital. I think it's more about your OB. Like there were my original one. I told her I'm eating my placenta and she was like, I don't do that. So she wouldn't work with the placenta eating company. And she probably sells them. Probably. Oh, God. She's like, no, they're mine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. That's what I. And then, I, I, I the <laughs> aftermath, like mine, I was like, I wonder what they just did with. Did that. you eat it? No, I didn't. Really? That's I'm vegetarian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I just she it really wasn't, sticks by her. It wasn't. Well, mine were put her, in capsules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. But my OB, like the hospital, is really like it's really. You and your OB being on the same page. No, but that's the perfect thing. You have your midwife and they can come in as like your support and and your advocate and they know all the medical jargon. And so if you need someone to speak on behalf for you and you're not like a super hospital medically person, they can kind of Well, and usually a lot of midwives work with hospitals that work with them. Like they they support each other. Got it. There's a lot of OBs that hate midwives because obviously they think they're taking their business or whatever the... They're but hostile wh- towards them because right. birth is the business. Yeah, is they're there- like, do you know how long I went to medical school to do this fucking shit? <laughs> right, no, really. Yeah, but where did was there any point? Because I know you're you're getting back to their story, but I'm just curious: was there any point before the labor that you're like, uh, starting to feel like maybe I should 
not have a midwife or maybe I should go to the hospital? No. What, how did this no, go? No, I was, okay. I was committed. Listen, I didn't even pack a hospital bag. I literally was like, if I pack a hospital bag, it means subconsciously I have a, I'm going to go to the hospital. Okay. So I was just like, I'm not even going to go there. I Mentally, you thought you'd be. Sh- I can yeah. do this. I can do this. I, I just visualizing. I felt like I could do it. Manifesting, visualizing. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Madison. There's truth okay. to it, but also. So, I get the call that Danielle is in labor. Right, bathtub's blown up. Water's in the bathtub. She's laboring like a motherfucker. All right, Madison is keeping me posted because I'm kind of her doula. Correct. Maddie, I hired her psychological. She told me, she's like, I need you. No matter how bad the pain gets, I need you to be there to like (laughs) cheer me me through. Do not let me cave. She was like, do not. I need you to be there. Mom and Nassim are going to try to get me to go to the hospital. I need you to be there to tell me to stick through it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Right. So Nassim is Danny's husband. And that's actually a great question. He was, what, what side was he on? He wanted her in the hospital. No, I he remember. Wanted, yeah, he he was nervous from the get go of just just like you've brought up. Like, what if something happens? My midwife actually made him feel really comfortable that if if I was high risk or if there was anything that was abnormal in any of my checkups, she would send me to her doctor. If you know, she said that during labor, if something wasn't right, she would know before it ever got to the point of being dangerous. Okay, and she would send me. Okay. So I mean they're they're super smart, super I don't wise. doubt that at all. And so she's like there's never been she's never had anything happen go wrong. Yeah. You know, she's had to resuscitate babies cuz they come out black and blue, but oh. they're trained to do that. Right. So So you get the call. I felt I felt yeah. very safe with her. Well, I get the call that she's laboring <laughs> and but then I wake I wake up cuz I'm checking my phone and at it was like Midnight, my time, maybe one in the morning. Two of us, because we're not. We're in okay, so it was midnight, and Madison said we're going to the hospital. <laughs> but by the way, Matt, looking back, just because I know I knew Danielle's plan, and I just sometimes when we all have this plan in place and it doesn't go accordingly, I it goes back to like we just all kind of have to roll with the punches. Like life just is going to happen. And this is the game plan. And the most important thing was getting Rome out safe. Right. Absolutely. Obviously that was the end goal. <clears throat> but <that's- laughs> so, but during, before you decided to go to the hospital at two in the morning, I labeled hardcore. She tried. She really, I literally spent 10 hours of, back-to-back contractions they were what like a minute like apart a minute apart did and you push were, no i never because she only at home she, she was only got dilated up so to for like 10 hours and i'll keep this is the worst part and this is the only thing i feel like no there was a couple other things but that was the hardest part was i kept throwing up like literally 20 times in that whole time i threw up contract i'd throw up contract i'd throw up and I always had heard that that's a good thing because that means you're close. Mm. So I was like, "Shit, we're 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 going, we're getting there, we're getting there." And then the midwife's like, "You're only if you're not going and anywhere." So she tested me, <laughs> you're and only she's five like, centimeters. "You're only five reality sets in centimeters." She and texted I, you? No, she tested me. <laughs> oh, tested, I, tested. She texted me. Yeah. yeah, she was doing this over Zoom. I was delivering the baby. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> she texted me. I was a pseudo doula. Yeah. Okay. So ten hours and. 
I literally had nothing left in my stomach. She looked I was mean. white. Was like, I had no energy. I could barely even talk. The bath my eyes. The tub wasn't helping at that point. She'd been in the I'd tub get out of the tub. I'd go in the tub. I'd do Is the Is the tub warm? Yeah. Yeah, it was warm. And still your midwife is like, no, we got this. She just supported me. Okay. And so it, there was never a point where she was like, we need to go. Um, it was it was finally my my just, call where yeah, I was yeah. just like, I can't do this anymore. Because she was like, we can, if you really want to do this, we can do this. But I'm just telling you, we might, like, I can't give you a timetable. You're not progressing. This could go on as it is for, for another, another five hours. Oh, my gosh. You know, so it's like you just have to lay out the reality. And then and I was like, trying did, to lift she just my looked arms. at me and she's like, I don't think I can. And I think there was a moment where, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to just get back in the tub and see if I can just get mentally there. Right, relax. To see if I can just keep going. And I got in the tub and I was like, I'm going to throw up again. And I literally threw up again and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Did you throw up in the tub? I'm sure no, that you were back it was up in all the bed over at that the... point, and she had you turn to the side to get in a different and position. I screamed, and she, yeah, <sighs> it was horrible. But it, like the back-to-back contractions, like where you don't get a break. Um, no, I can't even imagine. No, I mean I know how it I am with most... period cramps. I'm like, give me an epidural. It was the most <laughs> excruciating pain I have ever been in in my entire life. So you're like, I gotta go. You hop. She's so she's she looks at me at one point and she's like, I don't think I can do this. And and there everyone's looking to Danny to make the decision. Like we can go to the hospital. And I I she's like, I can't do this. I was like, let's get you to the hospital and like, just let's go. No more back and forth. Like and my something's midwife- not something's not progressing for a reason. Totally. Like, let's go. Like this is unnecessary mm-hmm. at this point. And my midwife looks at my husband and goes, Go grab go her hospital bag. <laughs> And Not like, that. We don't and have then one. Scene looks at me, goes, "What bag?" And I'm like, "We don't have one. Just get in the car and go." All right. So, spontaneous, spontaneous. Yes. Let's go. Two o'clock, two a.m. Our mom, my mom, whips into Mama Bear gear and people were just grabbing helped. stuff, and I was just like, "Get me to the hospital. We'll get stuff later. Like, let's just go." Yeah. So, car contractions are the worst. Really? Yes. I'm like trying to rub her back or do something don't touch to calm me. her. Don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be touched. <laughs> I just was like trying to breathe through them. I probably had like six in the car and I was just like, I was done. So How? do you go to the ER? I'm no, so confused. Labor, just labor we and drop delivery. Into the, <laughs> we first went to the ER and there was like a gunshot wound oh, yeah. before us. And they were like, we were like, we have a woman in labor. And they're like, we have a guy that just got shot. Deal with, with your labor somewhere else. We're like, in yeah, labor and delivery, do? there's like a whole right? department okay. for you. Yeah. And, and so we had to like place. get in the car again and go to a different door. So it's whatever sh- doctor's working. Yeah, I looked out on that. Well, and that they had midwives on, so there, there was. But my midwife, midwife she was came really with me cool. and stuck with okay. me the whole time. So she was my advocate, and I was still like, "Listen, at this point, just give me the give me the epidural." Epidural. How quick did it kick in? Uh, well, they, so you get there and they have to make sure your blood's okay. So that took Paperwork. an hour. No, I had to wait like an hour to get it. So that's why they gave me the laughing gas. They were like, you look like you're going to die. So here's some gas. And did it help? A little bit. It got me It got me through that. So they zip you into a room. There's an open room, yes. I guess. Yes. Okay, so yeah. there's an open room. Yes. I your think. family gets to come in. Yes. And then just you meet your doctor. Yeah, but you're, you're, dealing with the, you're dealing with like most of the nurses. Nurses most of the time. Okay. Yes, the so only the nurse, time, the doctor the pops in when the baby's coming. Got yeah, it. or she comes in, introduces herself. I'm the doctor on call. 
Um, and, and you then never it, really and then know it, what you're going to get with nurses. They can either mm. be amazing and they're awesome and you're like, oh, thank God. Or they're just like Rude because they see like rude. a lot just, of babies. Like your birth like is not special. Robotic special. almost. Yeah. It's yeah. the yeah. most special day of your entire life and they've delivered like 14 before your baby yeah. came. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so immediately you're like epidural. Epidural. And okay. it was glorious. Nassim, <laughs> how are you Shout feeling at this point? I know he's got you the know, baby right now. Happy to see her get some relief. Okay. He was happy to see her get when, some relief. I've never. We were, when we were at the bathtub stage, like I was in tears at one point. Yeah, he was crying. <laughs> it was rough. So it was it really got rough. Pretty rough there. So I was. I was like this. You asked for this. Felt a lot better once we got yeah. How quick? Did the baby come after epidural? Not quick. Thing. Not quick. Not so quick. So I was still still determined to have a vaginal delivery. Did they give you Pitocin to like... Yes. So <laughs> it gets even worse. So, I mean, not horribly worse, but... So they say, okay, we got the epidural. They're like, your water still has not broken, which I thought it broke because come to find out, I just kept peeing my pants <laughs> when I wasn't in the tub. I was like, and that's got to be my water. And, and I got to the hospital and they're like... No, your water's still intact. So yeah, like, lovely. I was like, I've just cool. been urinating all over myself. All over myself. That's cool. <laughs> At this point, I didn't care, so it was fine. But so they're like, all right, we, we can either break it now and try and get things going, or we can let you sleep for a little bit because you do look like you're going to die. So I was like, let me sleep. Like, I need to sleep. So I slept for a couple hours. And they'll be like, you'll be dilated by morning, probably. Like, It'll it's probably gonna kick in. You're going to be ready to you're go. You're still come contracting all of that. So. I slept for a few hours. They came back in and they're like, your water's still not breaking, so let's break it for you. So they broke it. And, and Did you feel normal. it? Because I heard that's painful. Is that no, not painful? No, because she, I mean, she had the epidural. Was she the, it was glorious. They I'm, do put like a hookup in there and, though and do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay. You're numb from the waist down. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Nassim looked over at the monitor and was like, do you feel that? You're having a contraction. I was like, no, I feel good. <laughs> This is fun. So they break it and the baby shoots out. No. Okay. No, I wish. So then, um, so they're like, all right, so we're going to let this, see how this goes. And I think it was like a few more hours later and they're like, you're still not progressing anything. Like, yeah, we need to, let's give you some Pitocin, which is the uh, fake. It kickstarts you into, to contract it. Did you get it, Lala? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's like one thing I did not want. I give me like, all no, of it. All right. When I give birth, you give me all that shit. <laughs> do not do this. Yeah. But I was like, at this point, again, like you just have to surrender. And I was like, yep, just go for it. So I started contracting more and more. And every time I'd have a contraction, my baby's heart rate would just drop. And nurses would come running in because it would get really, really low. And <clears throat> me with no energy, because I still haven't eaten. They'd have like me flip over to my side or flip over to the other Keep side. Keep in mind, her leg, she's numb from the waist down. And, and she has to. up with cords. Like, I have to show you some pictures. They're oh my God. crazy. So yeah. then at one point, they're like, we need you to get on your hands and knees. On all fours. Like a dog. <laughs> numb. My heart is racing. Like, okay. And they'd have to like help me pick my body up to turn to try and get his heart rate to go back up because it would get dangerously low. And at one point, I had like five nurses in there, like trying to move my body. So then they were like, okay, we need to give you a drug to stop this Pitocin because he's not liking it. So they give me this drug and all of a sudden I was like, I don't feel good. 
And then I started throwing up. So this drug like literally made me sick. I don't even remember what it was called, but it stopped my contractions, but made me super sick. So again, I started throwing up. Are you furious at this point? Because you didn't want that medicine and then they no, made you take again, it. I and, just, oh, okay. She surrendered at this I point. Just, just, just I don't know what's going on at this point. Okay. Like, I'm just trying to be pleasant with myself and right. trying to... And then the nurses are, it's just like a waiting game. It's like a time thing, you know? And it's like, okay, what could we, and that's when it was kind of like. And so then they checked me and they were like, okay, you're, you're at like a seven or an eight. (laughs) You're still not ready to push. So we're going to just like write this out, see what happens. (laughs) So we're going to let it ride for a little bit longer. Finally, they come back in a few more hours later and they're like, we're going to give you another hit of Pitocin, see if we can get this baby out. And I was like, okay, let's do it again. And again, anytime he would he would contract, like meaning try to come down. Yeah. Because the contraction his, is the baby working his way to the down, birth canal. Trying to get right. birth canal. I didn't know um, that, but that's good to know. Yeah. It, the yeah, body's so an incredible he, thing. He would drop again, every contraction. So again, another cycle of the drug that stopped the contractions that made me sick that I started oh throwing up. God. So I'm I had, furious. like two rounds of that. And I was just like, she's handling it like a champion. Oh. She's just sitting. The what are you doing? I'm Madison? just there because okay. there's so many nurses, and then you also we would it's have to alternate scary. because they didn't want too many people. So then it was like I don't even remember. We'd have that. to alternate coming in and out. Oh. And and going. you're updating Lala. I'm updating Lala. Okay, kind of updating everybody in our family, and she's just looking. Like, like she's <laughs> like, no, I'm like just get. I was this like, I don't even with. know if I'm gonna have enough energy to push. Like yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I so mad. So the nurse or the the after like six nurses were in my room, they finally were like, "We're gonna call the doctor." So she comes in and she's like, "Here's the thing, we really do feel like he's got something going like in his way from coming down, which is why he's having he's becoming stressed anytime he tries to get down. He's trying to s- so hard to come into the world, yeah. and he just couldn't. He, he just, just was like hitting down. something. So my doctor was like, "We can keep doing this, but." you're not accelerating anymore and it's get, getting kind of close to the point of like we need to get him out and he's stressed in there yeah <laughs> he's, so so yeah. it was again my choice because the the beautiful hospital i went to um, she had an emotional moment when well, they, they said just, the word they c-section. support the woman they don't like rush you into a c-section because they want to they they really gave me the opportunity to like i want to keep going or I was just like, fuck it. Let's just get this baby out. And I had to surrender to that because that was like my worst case scenario was a C-section. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Did your midwife have an opinion? Was she, she like, no. She was kind of like, something's no, holding him up. she even was like, My, the midwife was even like, there's, there's no reason why he shouldn't be. Something's, something, something's going on. Yeah. And it was the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, his and his foot. and his and his head and his head he had it and his foot around and around like this way. Yeah, so this cord around mm. his the top of his head was in the way of the cervix or right at the cervix. So anytime he tried, yeah, it would pull him back up. I think if I would have waited, it would have turned into an emergency. <laughs> I think it would have too. Absolutely, and this is why, like looking at it now, because we know he's here and healthy. We can laugh because it's like we make plans and God laughs. But it was like in that point in time, you just want the kid You out just have to healthy. surrender. Well, and the mom too. Right. Because yeah. there's a lot of moms who, you know, it starts affecting their health. And that was just like. It was, it was crazy. And I don't like look back and like. It, poor me like I'm upset about the way things turned out like I have the perfect baby and my delivery was exactly the way it was supposed the to cert, be the doctor was so chic she came she in and she put so everybody at peace she was like it was she like was yes beautiful. she gets to do whatever is gonna go down that's yeah. beautiful she because you didn't I want this out. experience you could have had an asshole doctor they exist but you had yeah. a beautiful she was, she was really yeah. I need to send her I don't so know what it c-section do they like rush in and then there's like tools? And then I don't think it was no, emergency it was very, at that point. Okay. It was calm. Okay. It was calm. very calm, peaceful. Nassim got to go in the room with me. I didn't feel a single thing. It's very quick and it's very like, you just feel pressure. Mm -hmm. You don't feel them cutting you open, but you feel like them like pushing the baby out. Right. They'll like push it up the top of your stomach, I think, to push them out. Mm -hmm. And you have like a tarp. Right? Okay. So, like, while they're cutting you open, nobody, like, Nassim, who's sitting next to me, he can't see him. He can't see over there, like, them actually cutting me open. No. Okay. There's, like, a But partition. then they asked me, do you want to see him when we pull him out? So, yeah. So, I was like, yeah, I want to see it. Like, I want as much experience during this as I can get. So, I literally, like, put my head up and watched them, like, pull him him out of me oh that's so it cute. was cool it was really cool see him? i didn't realize i yeah. didn't realize i well, thought they pull him out and they rush them off my phone. no to clean him up they do they oh. do but they said do you want to see him first and i said yeah so he so, didn't go directly onto your chest no that's another i don't think thing. they can really after c-section not after a c-section they have there's some doc there's some hospitals now that will do it yeah but no this was my first my first glance at him and it's still like kind of a she was hard so, memory. She was a little hormone. Yeah, she showed me photos and she's like, I'm so It's sad still that really hard to see. His entry in the world like, like now he's not going to remember this. I first saw him. But that's how I first saw him. Wait, what's wrong? Is that oh, plastic? It's, it's plastic. Okay, so there, she's showing a photo that is the baby through the plastic. plastic. Oh, he's Rome. so gorgeous. Oh, thank you. But that was, he's, and I'm bawling. I'm just like, of course. Oh, he's here. Every, Look the at, see, I think this is a beautiful photo. Really? Oh my god, I got yes, yes. I do because it's sad because of what I wanted. But again, mm -hmm. I'm I'm learning to just let it go. But so here's the fun, the funniest boy. part about it all is I asked her, "Would you ever do a home birth?" And she, like, birth again. She was like, Fuck "I no. will never, <laughs> ever take me straight to a hospital to give birth. I will never ask my husband for a home birth ever again in my entire life." I and I was number one advocate for it so i know and your experience well, everyone yeah it's it's 
this there's is such so a many modern things, right? <laughs> yeah. We all live our lives due to the experiences that we have personally gone through. Yeah. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with that because I've been through this. So it's hard when you're trying to tell people why you pick to do certain things. Yeah. Because you're constantly coming from a place of you don't know because I've experienced it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You wouldn't well, this understand. Is, this wouldn't is understand. a free will realm, right? It's like our mom wanted her to just have a nice birth in a hospital. Right. Like, she, Danielle epidural. was a C-section. And then my mom had a baby every single way. A natural one. She's like, never. Right. And then epidural babies. And she's like, just do it. Just do it. But Danielle was so, no. no my want, decision is to do it this way. And so it's like, and at I that would point, watch, though, you just got to let people do what they want to do. I would watch like YouTube home birth videos and stuff and they were just so beautiful and you're like i can do that yeah i can do that but it just I got mind fucked right but you know like, what it literally i don't know i don't know if like women all that visualize bodies handle labor and i'm sure they do handle labor differently there's so many different factors of course and that's why like but, there is but shout no out to specific. women that do it natural because it is beautiful and it's but danielle i think you i honestly think you could have done it naturally but there was something something was keeping him inside. Yeah, but there was nothing that you could have done. No, and you have nothing no. to prove. No. But no. again, like I don't ever want to go through that experience again. No. So do you I yeah. just feel like because my labor experience, I wish that every single day I could do it again. Over Aww, and over again. Like if really, I could literally crazy. just do that every single day, like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. I would do it. That's amazing. That's like a really happy story. Yeah, I know. And that's why I feel badly because everyone that's pregnant, I'm like, it was going to be amazing. (laughs) You're not going to feel anything. They just slip right out. And again, it's because ocean kind of like I rolled into the hospital at 8 a.m. I was a little hungry. So they were like, we're not going to do anything then until you eat. So at 11 is when they started like the laboring process and inducing me. Yeah. And then at like 10, they broke my water and they were like, we're going to clean you up because the bed is soaking wet. And I was like, I don't even feel it. I'm so tired. So just leave it. So I just like slept in water all night. (laughs) And then at 6 a.m., they come in, stick the fingers up. And they were like in and out all night, obviously, you know, finger banging me to check my (laughs) cervix. And at 6, they were like, oh, the head is, we're there. And they said, give Uh. us a test push. So I did one little, and they go, stop. Do not do anything. I'm looking at the head. We got to get the doctor in here. <laughs> so I had to wait for the doctor. The doctor's like, oh, yeah, that's the head. Yeah, we're She's doing there. this. Here we go. I'm sitting there pushing. And I'm like, am I doing it? They're like, you're <laughs> doing it. I'm looking at her. It was like seven pushes, and she was out. How? <laughs> that's beautiful. I know. That's Aww. why I feel so badly. I shouldn't tell anyone about my birthing experience. No. it's They, they all get here, and they're yeah. all... It's Rome is beautiful. But I did this to Danielle. I projected. Yeah. Yeah, Rome. He's beautiful. He's perfect. Healthy. Oh, he was healthy, right? There was. So healthy. Nothing wrong. So everyone's experience is different. He he had a scowl when he came out because I think he was a little. Well, you have a scowl. He got my scowl. But. Well, he was like, bitch, you're trying to make me give birth at home. And I'm all like being yanked by this umbilical cord and shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was traumatic. I look back and I'm like. Fucking birth is hard. 
And I oh, wasn't yeah. expecting that. Women are superheroes. It's yeah. wild to think he, women used to do it at home. Yeah. Like there were probably there so no many babies that had to pass away because you, of you it. You didn't Moms. have an option. Yeah. You, you didn't even have the option to have a different, you know, it was like, it is what it is. Here we go. And you I had know. no way to even know what it was going to feel like, be like, all of it. You just had to fight through it, which I thought I could do, but. Is it yeah. weird, Madison, to be like, because you've obviously known me since childhood, your sister, you've known your whole life. Is it weird to be like, wow, these people are like responsible for human beings? <laughs> yeah, kind of, because you guys were such degenerates also for so long, <laughs> you know, but it's so beautiful to see the growth and like the next chapter, because some people like seriously just continue that party and they just like stay in that. And it's like, so so to see it go from like, oh, wild wild free Hooligans. spirits just we were, pushing we the limits we were wild yes and then we now were. you guys are like the most amazing mothers Aww. thanks Mil. we're doing it d we're doing it wait what do you mean we were degenerates i thought we were fun i well i mean people who get shit face and fun it's degenerate <laughs> behavior it's fun but it's like you're not like i know mean, maddie, maddie had to have like a serious conversation with no, us when you two would do your edibles, edibles and then get she'd be like danny it was you're not hell. fun you you guys aren't fun well you would get angry and then you guys would be like writing you'd be in the same realm and then no one else would be in that realm with you and then you just, there was no consideration for any organization or rules. Let's say like we had to like take a car somewhere. <laughs> it was like babysitting. It was hell. And then you're trying to like it have fun. fun. So we were you? So yeah, fun. you guys had fun. Yeah. Why didn't you get on that realm? You just chose well, not to? Live, I, Maddie they went through together, like a very... I lived in New York, but I was having my own fun in New York. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I was, you know, I was like, that was a whole other chapter for me. There was, was this one... This one. Uh oh. Oh no. Because she wants to like place blame that we were like pure debauchery all oh, the time. Shoot, is my past gonna come up right now? <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it the sailboat? <laughs> the sailboat? No. No, okay. this is on the rooftop at EPLP. Oh yeah. We go to brunch. Yeah. We get wasted at brunch. We meet this older couple, and when I say older, they're 60s? in their seventies. Yeah, old, late sixties early 70s all right and we're like we're we going to EPLP we become best friends with them we go to this rooftop we continue drinking they come with us they come with us the old couple yeah they're like we want to hang out with you guys you yeah, guys they are come fun. with us we're like come on madison is wasted to the point where like she starts crawling in the no 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 this is not how it went down how are you gonna all. tell me how it went down how, why did i start doing that all right why did you start crawling through the because shrubs? my sister got nasty with me oh oh i did and yes we got in a little bit of a tiff and you said something and i was like fine i'm just gonna do what you guys do i'm gonna do whatever i want i don't remember this and I so either. i started exactly <laughs> So I started just doing whatever, and I was just, I don't know what I was the, doing. Well, I was it backfired. I committed to proving that point. It backfired. It, it is my point. She's and the bouncer comes over to me. I'm like, what do you need to do? Kick me out? He kicked all of us out. I was like, yeah. fine, I'm ready to go home anyway. I'm tired. Okay, so <laughs> we, our elderly friends get kicked out as well. They have to come with us. So... They, I don't know, in the midst of my, like, edible and vodka fog the old couple comes up to me and they're like, they're not letting us leave. So I go up to the valet and I was like, you have to let them leave. Give them their car. 
like they just want to go home and he goes they're not okay i said they're fine they're like old people and he goes well they just crashed their porsche into the cement wall so i'm gonna say no they're not okay i was like oh bye bob and nancy gotta run it was the weirdest fucking night. See, but that's we're de- degenerate. One hundred percent. That's not like stand-up behavior in a society. These are people. That's I fun. Mean, How we old have were such you? Great stories. You this were in your like 20s. last year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we yeah, we were young. We were in our early twenties. Yeah, I'm dying because you've told. I don't know if you've told the story on the podcast about when there was a guy and Danielle. <gasps> was yelling through the, the no. vent or something. It was James Kennedy. See, you have to sell that on the podcast. Oh, I'm See, but Danielle had rage. Danielle, when so she, when she yeah. would drink, we would call her Bianca because she turned into this like angry. She was dealing with heart, like the men in Los Angeles and being heartbroken and then just drinking and taking it all, all out on us. Yeah, she would get mean. <laughs> Yeah. See, but look at her now. Look at the growth. An angel. No, but it be unconditional love. There we go. Full circle. Love. No, there was a night that I was, we were out and about. Danielle was. I got sent home early. I sent your ass home early. Yeah. They, I got sent home a couple different times. Yeah. Me and Tiffany put your ass in an Uber and I said, I was like crying. get her home I was safe. like crying at the club. I yeah. was just being a bitch. We were on Sunset Boulevard. It's because of men. It was because yeah. of a man. Yeah. Oh, no. Not crying at the club. She was crying at the club. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying you to deal to with this. You need to go home. You guys are so good we, friends. So I would never do this now. Just put my friend wasted and so upset into an Uber and make, be like, get her home safe. Yeah. But well, I did. I got home safe. You fell out of the window and <laughs> smacked your head on the concrete. I'm okay, though. See, pain tolerance, you guys. She's like, what, I got hit by a car? I didn't even feel it. But before this happens, I invite James over. And we're talking at the Olympic apartment. And she storms out of her bedroom. Danielle does. I was already asleep. You were asleep. Passed out. But she gets up. And you guys were being loud. They were being loud. And I was trying to sleep. Yeah, and yells down the hall, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And I look at James and I was like, all right, Danielle, go to bed. Go to bed. And she storms towards me. And I like kind of shoo her off and take James to my room. She puts her foot where the door is to stop it. I was like, get the fuck out of my space. She proceeds, I lock the door, proceeds to go into her bedroom and we share a vent, right? We a share a vent. vent. A wall vent. Is screaming through the vent. She's a whore. Lol is a whore, James. Ask her who she had in her bed last night. Ask her, whore. And then and James and I are looking at each other and I'm like, I'm not a whore. I'm just someone that's having fun. I'm just sexually free. I always use a condom. It's the screaming through the vent. That is. I had to get the last word. That's so fucking funny. And you hearing the echo. No, I could hear it through the vent. Funny. It was like a rickety, like janky apartment. And then it's just like dead silent. I wake up the next morning. I go in her room and I stand over her with my hands on my hips. And she goes, good morning. I go, do you know what you said to me last night? And I tell her. She felt so bad that she bought me an Einstein's bagel. Oh. You paid for my breakfast that morning. I I feel really bad. Like it's funny, but 
It's not. That's not okay. I thought it was hysterical. That's funny. That's a funny story. story. But I laughed so hard at that story. I've heard it like six times. She later took one for the team with like that guy. Remember when I put the guy in your bed? Oh, I put the guy. I put I put put Saint in your bed because the guy that I just like moved into the apartment. Oh, yeah. Came home and I was like, I hid this guy in Danielle's room. We can't have sex tonight because I already had sex with him. Wow. (laughs) I I may have been a hoe. It's fine. It's fine. fine. You only live once. You'll repent when you feel like you're ready. (laughs) I don't need to repent. Okay. My cookie needs to do the repenting because she want what she want. She want. Oh, Rome is gonna go. Rome needs. She's gonna go. Rome needs his mom. mom Yeah. This was so much. What a tangent of a podcast. I mean, I giggled a lot. I feel I do feel like I did some DMT. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Give Them Lala podcast. I love you all. Happy hump day. Throw back a drink for me. If you don't drink, have some Perrier on my behalf. I love you. Catch you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.